How was your 4th of July? It was decent. It was boring. Mildred, it was amazing. Brandon, do you agree? Where's Brandon? I'm going to put him on blast. Mildred just said that 4th of July was amazing. Is that true? Oh, no. I just didn't. I did a very bad thing. Okay, next person. Let's skip this. Okay, Mel, how was your, your 4th of July? Good? All right, what about you, John? J-Rib, it was good? It was good? What about you, Adi? Decent? Yeah, you're... Oh, but there's, there's two. Was it decent? How decent? Did you eat Puerto Rican food? Dang, you got to get corrected. Then it was amazing. Come on now. Give a hand clap for PR food. Come on. Okay, so can anyone talk, can anyone give me a like two sentence description or a one sentence description on what 4th of July is? Okay, okay. There you go. America's birthday, Independence Day. That's right. So why do we get a bunch of American flag stuff that we're not supposed to do? Because technically, according to the Constitution, you're not supposed to wear it as clothing or whatever. But no one listens to that thing, right? So, but why do people do that? Why are people celebrating America during 4th of July? Showing their pride for the country? What? It's America. That's right. Their pride for the country. Any, any other answers? Appreciation. Nice one. Kirsten. Thankful for our freedoms. Amen. Amen. So we get to look back and we get to see why we celebrate 4th of July. And this is the thing. You'll hear a word called, you know, we got to be proud. The word proud comes up a lot. Proud to be an American, right? Proud to be this. Proud to be that. And with the 4th of July just passing, there was another month before that in which people celebrated pride. Everybody heard of Pride Month? Yeah, where they decorate everything from Marvel to McDonald's to, you know, uh, Little Pony in rainbow colors. And they just tell you to, to take it. Yeah, so that's Pride Month, okay? That's Pride Month. It, we're literally celebrating pride. Uh, that was just in June. Fourth of July comes in. Now we're celebrating the pride of our country. And everybody wants to generally agree. Everyone generally agrees it is a good thing to be proud of your country, to have pride for your country, to have pride for your sexuality. But the Bible would really disagree. The Bible would actually completely disagree. Pride is a bad thing in the Bible. Matter of fact, I saw a funny meme where it's like they forced the, the Bible, copy, the, the Bible uh, copy printers to put the pride, anytime there's a pride word in the Bible, to make it rainbow colored. But if they were to do that, they would see that pride is not a good thing. I thought that was funny. I laughed. If y'all know Babylon B, you would know it's funny, Lawrence. Come on, give me a laugh. There you go, a little chuckle. Okay. So this is the thing, right? Pride is a bad thing according to the Bible. It's actually horrible. The definition of pride actually goes to the word haughty. Everybody say haughty. No, not haughty, right? Not haughty like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or my, or my wife, right? I, I just got married, praise the Lord, right? But I won't be prideful about that. I won't, have proud about, I won't be proud about that, even though I'm very happy. I love you. Right? So it's not haughty. It's haughty. And haughty means to be blatantly, blatantly, and disdain, disdainfully. So blatantly and disdainfully, that means obviously like vulgar about it, and disdainfully as in it's nasty, proud. 
having or showing contempt for people or things perceived to be inferior. That's a big thing just for saying this. You are expressing to other people that you think you're better than other people. That's basically what it means to be proud, according to the Bible. Now, the main thing we look at when it comes to pride, we're going to be lo- the main thing we're going to be looking at when it comes to pride are a few things. We're going to be looking at how it is the root of sin. We'll be talking about that today. We're going to be looking about how uh, it leads to your fall, your demise. We're going to be talking about how the man that is proud can't see that he's wrong. And we're also going to be talking about how the man that is proud or the woman that is proud is opposed by God. But really quickly, we're talking about the root of sin, right? Pride being the root of sin and how basically uh, pride is, not, is the root of sin, but also every sin that, that you commit is actually you being proud against God. And the only way to stop yourself is to humble yourself, right? So if, we can, uh, uh, if you can get the board out for me, the little board. So really quickly, <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Sin is rooted in pride. Okay, so everybody knows what a flower looks like. Everybody ever seen roots? I'm not talking about the hip-hop group, the roots. Ah, yeah, with Jimmy Fallon. Yep, yep, yep. There's a guy there called, uh, never won't get into that. But here's the thing, right? I'm, not, I'm talking about roots. Like anybody ever, anybody's mama got a green thumb or try to have a green thumb but really fails to have a green thumb? Any's mama, any mama's interested in... You know, oh, here we go. We got Malia. She invited us to a graduation party. It was like straight Jumanji up in there with all the, the green. But, yeah, everybody has seen what roots look like, okay? Uh, if a plant does not have roots, it will no longer be a plant. It will be dead, right? So, all right, one, all right, so sin is rooted in pride. Sins committed by sinners are just them continuing in the belief that they are their own God. That is what happens when a sin nurse sins. It is just continuing to believe they already have that pride, the pride that they are their own God. But when a Christian sins, they are rebelling against God, right, in pride because they know who their ruler is, right? And we'll, we'll, go, we'll go deeper into that, but I want you to understand that whether a sinner sins or a Christian sin, it's pride either way. It's pride. Pride is the root of sin. Now, I'm going to show you just a few sins and how it's the root of that, right? We're going to learn in just a few minutes, but every bit of pride starts with a lie, right? Like you ever hype someone up too much? You, you was lying through your teeth. You're like, dang, man, them shoes are fire. Dang, your hair, man, your eyebrows on fleek. But really, she looked like she had batteries on her face. You know, like, but really, you didn't want to say that. You wanted to be nice. But then all of a sudden, she started getting too hyped. She started thinking she was all that. Then you had to bring the truth in. You're like, no, I was lying. I hate your eyebrows, you know? We all, we all understand that, right? So everything, every bit of pride starts with a lie, right? So I don't know how to draw a seed, but that will be a lie, right? And this lie shoots forward, right? Ground. And then there's little roots, right? Little roots, and this is pride. So, you can't, oh, you can't see it? Okay. Can everybody see that? If you can't see it, push it back, push it back. Can everybody see that? Can this, can this side see it? Okay. Boom, right here. Actually, yes. Will, can you help me? Can you be, can you be the, the show person? 
So, all right, so this, the lies is a seed. It grows pride. And this pride will give forth to a plant, right? And let's say this plant is lust, right? How does pride get, how is pride a root of lust? Well, you're like this, okay? There is an order of marriage. There's an order of sexuality, okay? But there's a lie saying that you can do whatever feels good. So you start to do whatever feels good. The thing is, people feel good different ways, but you think you feeling good is the best way. Matter of fact, you think it's better than God's way. So now that grows into lust. Let's talk about bitterness, right? Right? That's a lie. What is the lie? You don't need to forgive that person. So that goes. It becomes a root of pride. And then... Even now, you're like, well, Jesus forgave sinners, the people who killed them. You're like, well, I don't need to forgive them. Bitterness. You think Jesus can forgive people, being the Lord of lords, but you don't have to forgive people. That's called pride. Uh, don't another one. Don't another one. Just random. Random sin. Maybe a sin that you, you struggle with or someone your friends struggle with. Don't put nobody on blast. But I'm going to show you how it's linked to pride. Greed. Okay? Greed. Oh, snap, crackle, pop, okay. All right, so lies, all right? Lies. Money is everything. Money will last forever, okay? Money will buy you happiness. Money is all you need. You get a good education, you get some money, you'll be set for life. So you start hearing about how money isn't everything, that you shouldn't put money before God. You think... That's not true. I can see money. I can hold money. I can spend things with money. I can hold the things I spend things on with money. So then pride comes. Next thing you know, you have a plant called greed. It all starts with pride. Pride is the start of it all. You think your way is better than God's. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you. So that, that is how pride is the root of every sin. And you can go down the line. I'm telling you right now, if you just look at every sin that you know of, you can find that pride is where it begins. There's a lie, then it sprouts off with pride. Okay, so if you go to Genesis 3, verse 5 through 7. So how do I know this is true? How do I know uh, I'm not lying and I'm just like making up what pride is? Well, it's, it's an example in the Bible, Genesis, right? Sin is being proud against God. Okay, sin is being proud against God. When, I, when I'm being prideful, I'm not just being prideful against Jorge. I'm not just saying, Jorge, I'm better than you, right? When I have pride and I sin, right, I'm doing this against God. So the sin that is rooted in pride, right, is sin that is proud against God. Here's the thing. When you're a proud person, you'll think your way is superior to God's. Remember the definition of, of, pro, of being proud? You'll think your way is superior to God's. How do I know this? It's been happening since the beginning. For God knows that when you eat from it, this is, this is Satan now talking to Adam and Eve. And Eve was like, listen, we can't do this. The devil was like, nah, you can do this. Trust me. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like who? You will be like who? You will be like who? You'll be like Elvis Presley. You'll be like uh, Blueface. You'll be like 
uh, whatever, dude's got locked up. What's his name again? Mexican dude? 6 9 You'll be like, 6 9 No, no. You eat of this, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God, okay? So here's that thing, right? Devil was like, listen, bro, you do this, you'll be like the one who made you. And, and what does that now give them the ability to do? What does it say? Knowing good and knowing what? Evil. You get to define yourself what you say is good and what you say is evil. I want someone to come up right now and tell me, like, like whether you believe in God or not, I want you to convince me something that the Bible says is bad, that it's good. I want you to come up now. Convince me. Convince me. This is for all you uh, bold people to come up now. You get to talk to me now. Try to put me in my place in front of people. Any, anybody. Okay, can anyone pretend they're an atheist, agnostic, Buddhist? Okay, let's go. Here we go, Humberto. Let's go, Humberto. Okay. Okay, so you convinced me that something that I'm doing is wrong. Let's say, let's say me telling people that they can't be gay is wrong. Or how about, yeah, just that right now. Me telling them that, sin, that it is gay to be a sin. Me saying that. Me being tolerant. You know that kind of thing. Convince me that that's wrong. Convince me I'm a bigot. I'm a hypocrite from your point of view. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, you're supposed to be loving people, right? So, how could you tell them that something that they love is wrong? If they love doing it and they love each other and it produces love, how could it be wrong? Why? Because we agree that it's love. We agree that they love each other and it's producing love. So, what could there be, uh, what wrong could there be in love? What is love and why should I agree with your love? Because they love each other, meaning they take care of each other, they look out for each other. So that's good, right? Well, why is that good? Because we are all supposed to take care of each other, look out for each other. Doesn't God say that we're supposed to love one another? I know what God says, but you say, and you don't believe in God. So why do you think we should love each other? Why? What, what makes your good actually good? Well, I say that to, um, to demonstrate your point, okay? Lo according to you, love comes from God. God wants us to love one another, right? So these people are loving each other. So God wouldn't have anything against them, loving each other, look out, looking out for each other, taking care of each other, okay? Now, I might not agree with there's the God and all that other stuff, but it seems to me if two people want to look out for each other, that's fine with me. But why? Why is that fine with you? Because as long as it's okay with them, it's okay with me. All right, you can sit down. Thank you, Humberto. Okay, so I, I want you guys to notice what Humberto had to do. He had to say, well, you believe this is good, so it has to be good. You see, what Adam and Eve failed to do was they had to understand they tried to make good without God who is good. Matter of fact, the word good only derives from God. So the whole thing is, right, 
Humberto, after a while, had to say, listen, well, you know, you think there's a God, right? You believe there's a God. This God loves people, right? Instantly, he's saying, I don't have a definition of good. So I'm going to borrow your definition of good, and I'm going to make it like mine, but twist it a little bit. And it's wrong. That's like someone going to your house, right, using your bathroom, using your, eating your food, not, but not even knowing your name, and saying, I'm going to sleep in your bed, but I don't need to know you. That will make no sense. You cannot take from God what is, what is good and deny that it's from God. That's like you, right, giving money to your friend, and he buys some expensive shoes, and he starts saying, man, self-made man over here. I got my own money, got my own kicks. No one helped me from the bottom, right? That's kind of how it is. The atheist, the person, anybody that tries to find good without God and his word ends up failing, falling short. It ends up to just opinion. So now, right, there's a bit of pride here. Humberto, right, he was acting as a person that did not want to follow God. He did not want to abide by God's word, even though he eventually used it after a while. All I did was have to say, why? Because you have no reason for good or evil if you're an atheist. All you can say is, well, I think it's this. I feel it's that way. There's no authority behind it. Now, as God, right, who is objectively higher than everybody else, he's greater than anybody else, he's better than anybody else, he's able to now send you what is good, tell you what is good, because he himself is good. For example, that conversation Humberto and I just had would be illegal in North Korea. But that, does that mean it's evil? Does that mean it's bad? They say it's bad. And this was the problem that pride started. And we'll talk about that next week. But Adam and Eve, they thought, listen, my good, my evil, whatever I say, it's going to be better than God's way. So listen, when you are, the, you are part of the proud, you will believe and act as if your way is superior to God's. Next thing you'll do is you'll think your ruling is better than his ruling. You'll think you're a better leader, a better king, a better judge than God himself. You'll, you'll start to judge other Christians. Man, why are you telling them they're in sin? Dude, that's wrong. What, what do you mean God did that? I know God did that, but that's not for this time. You'll start to hear that many times. You'll start to hear things about abortion, things about sexuality, things about cussing, things about weed, because people think they're a better judge of what is good and evil than God who created good. doesn't make any sense. We're the ones that end up creating evil by doing this. So then, right, this didn't just happen to people. This actually happened to Satan. We go to Isaiah 14, 12 through 15. It says right here, this is Jesus. Jesus said that he saw Satan fall like lightning, right? And that's what we're going to talk about next week. But either way, how, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. He's talking about the devil. You have been cast down to earth. You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of Mount Zephon, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high, but you are brought down low to the realm of the dead, to the pit, depths of the pit. Listen, Satan thought he could be like God. Many of you right now, you're looking at life. You're saying, I can do the same thing. You want to be your own God. You think your ways are better than God's ways. You think your thoughts are higher than God's thoughts. You think your definition of good, how you're going to run your life, you think it's better than God's. You think you can do whatever you want because you are your own God. 
And God over here, he's still real. He's still more powerful than you. He still is the author of everything good. He is laughing at you. Because see what the world has come to. See what the world has come to. You have people right now that are trying to make a case that pedophilia should be with the LGBTQT community. It should be with them. Why? Because they love who they want to love. They care for who they want to care for. They're right in their own eyes. They're their own gods. What happens when a nation takes off its view of God and starts to think it can make its own good and evil? You start having babies being killed right before they're pregnant or right after, right after labor. Right before the labor or right during the labor, babies are killed. Why? Because they don't care what God says is right or wrong. That's why you have people being murdered. That's why you have people being robbed. That's why, because people are doing what they think is good. And at the end of the day, it leads to garbage. It's nothing. And guess what? Just like America, you hear a lot of Americans, they'll talk about America, they'll lift it up. They'll ignore slavery. They'll ignore all the segregation. They'll ignore the civil rights. They'll ignore the concentration camps that Japanese people were put in 1940s. They'll ignore everything, and they'll say America's the best nation that ever happened. America is the greatest nation on earth. They'll ignore all the war deaths. They'll ignore everything. And just to say America is great. And this is the thing, when you're a proud person, you ignore everything sinful about you. You're so busy exalting yourself, putting yourself above God, that you forget how much of a mess you are. You start to think, man, sure, I cuss, I steal, but you know what? Man, I do, I, I help the poor sometimes, man. I get decent grades. I look after my brother and sister here and there. I'm a good this, I'm a good that, I'm a good that. You start to boast yourself up because you know that you're nothing compared to God. That's what humanity has gone to. We want to put ourselves where God is at so we don't understand how low we are. That's what pride is. And now here's the thing. Just like pride, right, just like how uh, people that are from America, right, Americans, we look at other countries sometimes, we're like, man, look at them. They don't got no freedom, right? And we're like, oh, man, that's cool. You know, Russia's nice. Or we're like, this country's nice. Mexico's cool, but they ain't got freedom like us. And we start to put ourselves above every country. That's actually what we end up doing with God. We end up looking at God saying, well, God's cool and all. You know, God, he has this rule book. He has this. He has that. But I'm better in my life than with God. I'm better without him. I know better now than I did before when I was a Christian. My life is better off without God. We start to look at God as if he is inferior, as if he's little, as he is less than us. That's what happens when you're part of the proud, when you're part of a people that think of themselves as greater than God. And this is an issue because the Bible is not calling those that are prideful to follow Jesus. Matter of fact, you can't even follow Jesus if you're prideful. That root right there, if it is there, you will go to hell. That's what the Bible says. So if you feel like you're a prideful person, if you feel like you have a lot of uh, pride, I have to ask you, I have to beg you, repent. Because your life will be opposite of God. If you feel like your feelings are more of a Lord than your own God, you're in error right now. You're wrong. If you feel like your thoughts, your opinions that differ with this book is right, you need to repent. You're going against God's instruction. You're going against God's word. You're going against God, making him seem like a lesser person. 
But that's exactly what this country's been doing. Yeah, anybody, any, anybody ever been to Pride Month? To the festival? Anybody been there? We had a group of people go uh, last time, right, TJ? You went to preach the gospel. You know what happened, right? You know what happens at these places? You have naked dudes, right, dancing in front of children you with, their, with their slongs all out right in front of them. Yeah, you got women that are half naked, right, twerking on each other. And that's the pride. It's not the pride of their sexuality. It's not the pride of their choice to love. It's the pride of sin. The pride is the same pride that's in the root of it. It's, it's sin. It's all sin. That's what happens when you have pride. So this is what I, I want to tell you guys, right, is that you should humble yourselves. Understand who you are. You are dust. Your opinion will fade away. Your opinion won't be remembered in 10 years. Your opinion won't be remembered in two weeks. Your opinion and thoughts on subject matters won't even ripple in time, won't even ripple in your family. I don't know what my grandpa thought about weed. I don't know what my grandpa thought about sex. I don't know what my grandpa thought about period. His opinion is gone with him in the grave. All your thoughts, your opinions, your judgments, everything will die along with you. You are dust. We as a people are dust. But who is God? Go to Psalm 139. See, we are dust. Everything about us is going to die. Whether you think of yourself so highly, whether you think of yourself as an athlete, whether, no matter how much you puff yourself up, that's all it is. It's just puff. It's nothing. It's smoke. It's vapor. It says right here, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit. You know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Listen. You got to understand, you can't even understand God. God is ununderstandable. He's ununderstandable. He is uncomprehensible. He is above our thoughts. He is above our imagination. And yet we are trying to put ourselves above him. Some of us, we're still failing math. Some of us, can't, we, we don't even read books no more. Yet we're saying, hey, listen, I'm smarter than God. I know more than him. And even if you read a thousand books, even if you read a million books, the smartest man in the world, think about this, a hundred, maybe 300 years ago, right, 400 years ago, you have people in the 15th century, you know how they perform surgery? They would crack, they would like treat you like a can opener, treat you like a can opener, try to open your brain, right? And they would drill it and everything. It was nasty. It was disgusting. But those were doctors. Those were doctors, Right? How many of you would do that to perform brain surgery? Just stick a little, like, drill thing and try to open their head with a raise of hands. A raise of hand. How many of you guys would do that? So you guys would do that? Okay, okay, good. All right. You guys wouldn't, right? You wouldn't. But yet a doctor back then would do that. But let's say he was a pretty smart dude. Let's say he read all the books. That's because your knowledge as a human is so limited. It's so finite. It's only going to last about your lifetime. There's always someone smarter. There's always someone more, more attractive. There's always someone more beautiful. Your pride is stupid. Pride and foolishness go hand in hand. You have no reason to be proud. And in your sin, in your pride, you are going against the living God whose knowledge is too wonderful for us to even understand. 
too wonderful, too great, too majestic, and us, we are too frail. We are too weak. We are not able to understand. I mean, some of us came to stay awake during a math class, yet God is the one who designed math. Think about that. Yet we are going against his instruction, his wisdom. We are trying to create a good and an evil outside of him. It makes no sense. And I'll tell you, you guys are like, man, dude, this is like way too deep for me, way too difficult, bro. I'm just trying to like eat snacks in the back, bro. I'm trying to chill. You're a little too much. No, listen, you think this way whether you know it or not, whether you even understand it, whether you're too quick, whether you're quick enough to understand or you're slow enough not to, you think like this. You think like this. You, when you're about to sin, you're about to have sex with that girl. You're about to smoke that weed. You're about to get drunk. You're about to sex. You're about to lie. You're about to steal. You understand that it's bad. You understand that God hates it. And yet you think you're in your ways. You're better and you do it anyway. And many of us, we do this on a constant. We do it so much. We have so much pride about our pride. We post it on Snapchat. But we hide it from leaders, though. We make sure that our pride is a little, little secret. It's not too, too much proud in our pride. But it's stupid. It's all foolishness. At the end, we are competing with this God whose knowledge is too wonderful to attain. Our sin is in complete competition with this God. Like, you ever been in a competition with someone you know you can't win against? It's like, it's like literally Victor versus, like, you know, TJ in a post-up game of basketball, dude. TJ's like 102 pounds heavier than him. Okay, Victor, all right. But here's the whole thing. Let's imagine TJ, he was like 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", right? He's like Zion Williamson. He's, he, let's say he's that. And he goes up to Victor, and he says, listen, man, I'm going to teach you how to play basketball. And Victor's like, nah, I know how to play, bro. You don't need to teach me. Like, bro, you're going to think, dude, you're stupid, bro. This man's about to be in the NBA. You're 13 years old, and you're saying you know more about basketball than this guy? But yet we, God, God is coming with his instruction, with his word, right? And he's like, hey, man, listen, I want to show you how to live. I want to show you what's good. I want to show you what's right. And in our pride, we sin against him saying, no, God, I don't need your word. I don't need it at all. It's a bunch of baloney. Sure, I can't even, honestly, dude, I challenge anybody. Come to me, atheist, agnostic. I will debate you right now. Listen, you cannot prove that your right is right. I will put money on this. You cannot prove that your right is right, your wrong is wrong. You can't. But guess what can? This word, my God. So here's the whole thing, right? And it sounds all savage and all that, but it's just the truth. You in your life, if you don't think this way, if you don't think the word of God is something to live by, you're going to keep sinning in your pride. You're going to keep hiding sin. You're going to keep lying to people. And that's the truth. So if you are in pride right now, this message was for you. If you are a proud person and you think of yourself so highly, guess what? This is a reality check. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing but dust. You ain't nothing but dust. That's what the Bible truth, and you'll find that out in about 67 years. You'll be on your deathbed, and you'll realize with your last life that you weren't nothing. You weren't nothing. And here's the thing. God is offering you eternal life. He's saying, hey, man, listen, you, you're dust. You're nothing, but hey, I'll give you something. I'll make you an eternal child of God. But yeah, we're good with being dust. If I can have Lawrence uh, come up to the altar... Uh, altar workers up. You guys can all stand up, please. Listen, I know this message is a little rough. It's just right to you. But if you have a little bit of pride, if you think that your pride is good, listen, trust me. Anybody ever had weeds before in their backyard? Yeah. Well, do you just chop the top off? You don't just chop the top off, right? What do you do, Jorge? 
You got to rip it off, right? So listen, if you have pride in this room, if you have just a little bit of pride, right? Listen, do not be confident in yourself. The Bible says not to have confidence in the flesh. If you aren't saying, hey, listen, I know God is telling me this in his word, and when I hear it on Friday and Sunday, but I want to do this, and you continue to do that, whether it be, man, you know, you lie occasionally, right? You lust after girls. You look a little too long. You start to think a little bit too deep. Or, you know, you smoke a little bit of weed. You get a little drunk. You, make a, you lie to your parents a little bit. You disobey them just a bit. You have your sin that you don't want to let go to because of pride. Then, listen, don't stop. Don't stop at the top. Get the root. Get the root. Get all the way to the lies that the devil told you. Get the root. Take all the pride out. Because here's the thing, the Bible makes it clear that pride pretty much is the root of sin. But humility is the root of obedience. Humility is the root of obedience. You want to learn how to live for Jesus? It takes one step, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Bring yourself back to reality. I know I said a lot about you not being nothing but dust, and that is the truth. Humble yourself to that state of being. Look to God whose thoughts are too wonderful, whose knowledge is too lofty to attain, and follow him. And follow him. And the altar call is going to be real simple. For those that do need to humble themselves, that have seen themselves as prideful, have seen themselves as one of the proud, right? Then I want you to come up. I want you to humble yourself. Receive prayer from either Cielo or TJ. And live a humble life. Live a life of obedience to God. Because that is the only life that is good with God. Only life. Next week, we're going to be talking about the fall and how pride leads to your fall and your demise. Dude, stop it now before that. Humble yourself now before you meet your maker. Humble yourself now before you mess up and do something you regret. You guys all bow your heads and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your wisdom your instruction. I thank you that you are glorious, that you are greater than us. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. You are the only one to be praised, God. Not myself, not anyone in this room, not anyone in the first or the second row. There is no one greater, God. Lord, I ask you that you would humble us, Lord. If we think in ourselves that we are greater than you, Lord, check us, God. Remind us who we are. Remind us who you are. Remind us that you came to die for us and you resurrected. And if we were to humble ourselves, you, God, in due time would exalt us. So I pray for everyone here to, to become humble, to remove all the pride in their life, and to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As Lauren sings, I want you guys to reflect on that. Are you prideful? I know I was prideful many times. I, I kept telling people, I, if anyone knows me, when I first got saved, I would argue all the time. Right? Wait, TJ, you know that? Lawrence, you know that, right? I would argue all the time, just to argue. Just to argue, just to tell people they're wrong. I always wanted to be right. That was one of the worst things that I had to deal with, being wrong. And I want to let you guys know, a lot of you in this room, you guys are wrong, dead wrong. But the God who is right, he can make you right, okay? So I want you guys to reflect on that as we worship. Worthy of every breath.
Jesus, the name above every other name. It doesn't matter what sin you're dealing with. If it's lust, if you got a bad attitude, if you got envy, if you're jealous, if you're simply bitter, it all comes from pride. And this is your time for to get the pride out, to come to Jesus, to be made new, humble yourself. This is a new, this is an opportunity. Oh. 